I want to share with you today the need for endurance from Hebrews chapter 10. And I want to read that Hebrews 10 verses 32 to 38. But recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me and my chains, and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry, now the just shall live by faith. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. O Lord, we praise you that you are the God who has come down to us. You have sent your son. And he has dealt with our sins. And so we can come so boldly before you. And we thank you that you have promised that he is coming again. This is our great hope. Now, please, would you visit us by your spirit and open your word to us and let your word fill us, Lord. Please teach us what this is saying about endurance and give us this endurance now. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share primarily one verse from this passage. And that is verse 36, Hebrews 10, 36. And three nuggets in this verse. First is our need for endurance. Second, our need to keep doing the will of God. And third, our need to hold on to the promises of God. We need endurance. Have you felt this recently? This need to bear up, to hold up, to patiently press on toward the mark, whether we're presently conscious of endurance, of this need of endurance or not, this is God's word for us today. You have need of endurance. Now, usually we're most conscious of this need when we're in trials. When the trouble comes, we get easily, we grow weary, faint-hearted, whether it's a financial hardship, a broken or strained relationship, health struggles, uh, provoking of an ungodly society, personal struggle with sin and temptation, or oppression from Satan himself. Trials like all of these sometimes are compounded on each other, and, and they're, they're a threat to us spiritually. But they're also useful opportunities for the Lord to teach us about how weak we are, how helpless we are, and how we cannot go on in our own strength. We need the Lord's strength. We can pray at times like these with Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, 
We are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. We can testify like Paul did in 2 Corinthians 1 when he said we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. And then he said that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God. And we can also testify with his whole experience in chapter 12 of 2 Corinthians, the thorn in the flesh that he prayed for the Lord to remove. And then he ends by saying, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's wonderful how the Lord uses trials to purge away our self-sufficiency, to teach us to rely solely on him for strength. And it's good for us to remember these former trials and how the Lord came to us in these times and, and how he gave us the strength that we needed in those times. The writer of Hebrews urges these, these believers to do that in verse 32, to remember those former trials and how the Lord was faithful. All of this is wonderfully true, but in verse 36, the need for endurance is not just in the midst of trials. We also need endurance in our daily living for God, in our daily obedience, in exercising our faith. The Lord's reminding us that he's called us to an endeavor that's, it requires a tremendous amount of strength and a sustained exertion of that strength. This is why this preacher in Hebrews 12 is, he uses this image in, in Hebrews 12 that there's this race that's set before us and we are to run this race with endurance. This is the picture of a Christian life, exerting sustained effort toward the goal, keeping one foot in front of the other until we cross the finish line. We have need of endurance. To do what? To keep doing the will of God. The preacher here is urging us to keep on doing God's will. What is God's will? Well, generally, we know God's will is his intended goals for us that is revealed in God's word. But more specifically, God's will is whatever the Lord tells us to do, what he commands us. What has he told me to do? What has he told you to do? That's his will. And whatever it is, let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing his will until he says stop. May the Lord help us not to be slothful in zeal, but fervent in spirit and serve the Lord, Romans 12, 11. And whatever he guides our hands to do, Let's do it with all our might. Let's keep seeking his guidance about what we ought to be doing. Like Saul of Tarsus say, Lord, what shall I do? What's next? Show me, I'm ready to act. And when God says for us to keep doing what we've been doing for a thousand days, let's say, yes, Lord, I'm your servant. I will obey. We can be assured when we respond like this, we're following the footsteps of our Lord Jesus. He said before his father, 
here in Hebrews 10, verse 7, Behold, I have come to do your will. He said to his disciples in John 4, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. And then again in the garden, in his agony, he cried out, not my will, but yours be done. That wasn't easy. But our Lord Jesus was committed to doing the Father's will. And as we keep on doing God's will, it might get hard for us too. The encouragements we enjoyed in our first steps of obedience may, may dissolve away. There may come a force of opposition set on derailing us from doing God's will. And all of this happening while we're trying to wrestle with the internal reluctance we deal with, with our sinful hearts, this reluctance to do God's will. It's not easy. But brothers and sisters, as our Lord Jesus kept doing his Father's will and faced all these turmoils in the garden, the Lord came to him. His Father sent an angel from heaven and strengthened him just at the time he needed it most. And we all know the Lord does that with us too, doesn't he? He knows we have need of endurance. And he's ready to supply us with the strength we need to continue. He says in Isaiah 40, he gives power to the faint. To him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary. Young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. He renews our strength. He enables us to keep running. And when we can't run, he helps us to keep walking, to keep doing his will. We have need of endurance so that after we have done the will of God, we may receive the promise. The last point is this. Keep holding on to the promise. Back in uh, verse 23 of Hebrews 10, the Lord urges us, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. As I already mentioned, God's called us to an endeavor that's, it requires a tremendous amount of strength. A sustained exertion of that strength. And one of the way, ways he supplies this Enduring strength is through his promises. He calls us to look at his promises, to hold on to his promises. And remember, they're different from the promises of, of men. It, promises of men are like jello that goes through our fingers. God's promises are solid. You can grab onto them. They'll never move. They'll never fail. They've been forged by a faithful God. We have something steady to grab onto. It's the promises of God. And out of all the promises that we hold on to, let's not lose grip on the promise of the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's remember the coming one is coming. In just a little while, 
He promised in John 14, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. That's our hope. Jesus is coming again. And this is like a reservoir of enduring strength for us when we are under the strain and the burden we can look to the promise and our weeping may tarry for the night but we know the joy is coming with the morning the joy of seeing our savior coming in glory and joining with all the saints and going into his presence forever may the lord help us to endure in doing his will and holding on to his promises and now may the Lord equip each of you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.